We haven't fun yet. No, we'll just do it without anything. Yeah, it's the Joe Pags Show. Call us 888-941-PAGS. JoePags.com if you want to get a hold of us. Glad to have you along for the ride. Glad that you've stopped by. Thanks a lot for being here. Yeah, there is a lot going on. We've got so much happening today. We want to make sure that we get to it. For some reason, we can't get the signal to the station. Station having a problem getting the signal to um <laughs> to to the satellite. Satellite having a problem getting the signal to 170 stations. So we'll just do it like uh, like we would do it normally. They could pick us up as we go on a Monday. Sam? Doing pretty good. Getting her done, making it happen, I see. Excellent. Glad to have you here on a Monday. Again, we've got a bit of a breakdown in getting the show to the satellite and getting the, the show out to... The stations that normally would be taken, but they'll be checking in sometime in the next three hours. I do believe that we have a satellite company, I hope, sending down a previous show so that they don't have nothing. But we wanted to get into on this program what happened here in Texas. We're based in the San Antonio area. I wanted to get into exactly what happened here in Texas when it comes to um, this case of an Uber driver who found himself stuck in a BLM riot in Austin. Now, keep in mind, yes, Texas is a big red state. Yes, Texas is a state where we think we get it right a lot. But you've got the biggest cities in Texas are all blue now. And I mean Houston, Dallas, San Antonio, El Paso, um, Austin. They're all very, very blue now. This is a move by the radical leftists in this country to make this state a blue state. It's not a blue state. It is a red state. But how long will that last? I mean, people are now starting to call it purple. It's not. But it's getting there as long as we continue to have radical leftists running the joint. In Austin, you've got a radical leftist Soros-based DA, just like you have in San Antonio. These people don't believe in law enforcement. These people don't believe in enforcing laws on people they see as oppressed. If you're a white person in Austin or San Antonio or whatever, you're not going to get the same fair shake as you would if you were something other than white. Well, in this case, and a lot of you have heard about this case, he had a guy who was stuck in a BLM riot and shot and killed somebody who raised an AK-47 at him and, um, and pointed it at him. The headline from CNN, so you know it's probably going to be biased, the Texas Pardons Board is investigating after GOP governor's request in case of sergeant convicted of killing a protester at a 2020 BLM rally. Written by Ed Levandera, Ashley Killo, Paradise Ashfur and Michelle Watson. You needed four people to write this one. You needed four people to write this story. How do you like that? Back at it now. And by the way, he's calling. why is it the GOP governor? GOP governor's request. If they wrote this about a Democrat governor, it would not say Democrat governor. It would just say governor. But this, it's a GOP governor, so that's going to tell you right up front how bad he is. Story goes. 
The Texas Board of Pardons and Paroles is launching an investigation upon the Republican governor's request for an expedited probe and pardon recommendation for a U.S. Army sergeant convicted Friday of killing a protester at a Black Lives Matter rally in 2020. Quote, the board will be commencing the investigation immediately and will report to the governors with uh, to the governor with recommendations when it's done. Board spokesperson Rachel Alderetti said today. The board didn't immediately say how long the inquiry would take or whether an appeal process is required ahead of a recommendation. Daniel Perry, the white, um, the white Army sergeant. Uh, hear this. Listen to this. Why does, why does it have to be that he's a white Army sergeant? What does that have to do with anything? What his race is? The guy defended his life, which is his right, in this country. The guy defended his, his life in this country to the point of if he didn't do that, he thought he would die. He's an Uber driver trying to make a living as radicals shut down roads in Austin illegally. But CNN just can't get out of its own way. Daniel Perry, the white army sergeant and rideshare driver, was indicted on a charge of murder in 2021 for the fatal shooting of Garrett Foster, who is also white, at a Black Lives Matter protest in Austin, Texas. He was also charged with aggravated, aggravated assault with a deadly weapon and deadly conduct for his behavior at the protest. Why is the race of those involved important? It's not. Both white. At a Black Lives Matter protest, which BLM, by the way, is just a, a Ponzi scheme to make a few people rich and to help them buy mansions, it never really was about black lives. Back to it. A Travis County jury on Friday convicted Perry 35 of murder. The jury found him not guilty of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, and the deadly conduct charge is still pending with the county attorney's office. Uh, Governor Greg Abbott was working as swiftly as law- Texas laws allow regarding the pardon of Sergeant Perry, Abbott tweeted Saturday afternoon, explaining Texas law allows the governor to request the state's pardon board to determine if a pardon should be granted, and he'd, be, and he'd made the request and instructed the board to expedite the review. Abbott also referenced Texas's stand-your-ground law, which he called one of the strongest in the country. Such laws generally allow people to respond to threats or force without fear of criminal prosecution in any place where a person has the right to be. A judge on Monday is expected to set sentencing hearing for Perry. Perry's lawyer, Clint Broden, was disappointed with the verdict, he said. We are disappointed in the verdict both as it relates to Daniel Perry and as it relates to a citizen's ability to defend themselves, Broden told, or Broden told CNN. On Saturday, Sergeant Perry will, of course, appeal the verdict, and we're hopeful that the case will ultimately be overturned on appeal. The pardon process is outside our control, he said. In response to Abbott's tweet, Perry's legal team is focused on the upcoming sentencing hearing and marshalling evidence related to Sergeant Perry's character and his service to our country, he said. Travis County District Attorney Jose Garza called Abbott's comments that he would intervene in the case deeply troubling. Okay, we have music now. I'm going to to continue the show, Polo. Jump in wherever you want here. Make no mistake, without uh, intervention from the governor, the defendant's conviction would be reviewed by both state and federal courts who will examine the record and ensure that no legal errors were made at this level and that the evidence supported the conviction, Garza said. Perry's defense has argued he shot Foster in self-defense after Foster approached his car with an assault rifle type, assault type rifle, whatever that is. Um, Perry was an active duty sergeant working for a rideshare service to make extra money at the time of the killing his lawyers have said. Perry had dropped off a client near the protest and did not know the event, which followed the in-custody death of black father. Are you serious? Of black father George Floyd was taking place. His defenses said he carried a handgun in his car for protection as a driver, according to his lawyers. Okay, enough is enough. He dropped him off. 
and didn't realize the protest was happening after the in-custody death of black father, George Floyd. What? Why didn't it say black fentanyl user, George Floyd? Black man with long criminal history, George Floyd. Why didn't it say it follows the death of George Floyd, whose killer has been convicted now, but Floyd, of course, at one point held a pregnant woman hostage with a gun to her belly. Why didn't it say all of that? Black father, George Floyd? Any, even those on George Floyd's side, did you guys ever think to yourself, well, let's take care of black father George Floyd, and black father George Floyd was killed by the... No. Here's a guy that committed a crime by trying to pass a, a, a fake bill or something, and he was loaded full of fentanyl and other drugs, and had a long criminal history, but the only description they could use in CNN for George Floyd was back, black father. It, it, to me, it, it blows my mind. It, it blows my mind. All right, it seems as though we've got the connection back. I'm not sure if we're connected with the with the network stations yet. What we'll do here is we'll take a break. I'll reset what I'm talking about when we come back. I definitely want your phone calls on this as well. The governor in Texas is working hard to get a, a pardon for a guy that I believe was unduly committed when he defended himself at a BLM riot. Okay? Going to have that for you when we come back. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Coming right back. Glad to have you along. Glad to have you here. We're talking about the, the Daniel Perry story. He's the uh, the Texas Uber driver who was active military at the time when he shot and killed a BLM protester. There are pictures out there that show this protester. This guy, first of all, said that he brought his gun for a reason. And there he was being interviewed beforehand. Brought his gun for a reason. You'll see why I have it. Said something like that. This guy who was killed, name is Garrett Foster. The guy who killed him is Daniel Perry. Foster, you can see, first of all, here's the guy driving for Uber, right? Here's the guy out here driving for Uber. Just trying to make a living. A little side hustle, trying to make some cash, support himself and his family. He's out there, doesn't know because, uh, you call me crazy, but most of us don't know when BLM and the far left-wing loons are going to riot and shut down streets illegally. Now, of course, the Austin police should have gone right in there, cleared the streets out, send the Texas National Guard, if you have to, clear the streets out, because Daniel Perry should have been able to drive through there and never, ever been um, accosted or, or assaulted by these people that were riding in the streets for no reason other than they could. Should never, ever, ever, never have even run into each other. But here you got a guy who, again, dropped somebody off, and then his car was surrounded by people, dozens and dozens of people, and fists and hands pounding on his car. What would you do? He's got his gun, his legally you know, obtained gun, and somebody, Garrett Foster, and there are pictures out there. Go look it up. Don't, don't believe me. Go just Google or DuckDuckGo Garrett Foster and then put in video. There's a video of him being interviewed before he was shot and killed, obviously. And he's got his gun, his AK-47. You can carry it around if you want. Not against the law to carry a long gun around in Texas. It is against the law, though, to point it at somebody and threaten their lives. That somebody then has the right to kill you. And that's what happened. Garrett Foster is dead. He's dead because he went to the BLM riot with an AK-47 and, and, and according to the pictures I saw, pointed it at a guy. 
The guy he pointed it at was the wrong guy. You should not be pointing it at that guy because he had his gun with him. He did. He had his gun and he used it. He had every right to use it. Especially, listen, in this state where I live, in Texas, you got something called stand your ground. Stand your ground, generally speaking, means, it's not even stand your ground, it's, it's, a, it's a castle doctrine. Stand your ground is more of a Florida thing. Castle doctrine means if you come into my, into my castle, I can shoot and kill you. My property, my stuff, my family, my life, I will kill you if you breach that. Well, one can make a very easy, very salient argument that your car is an extension of your castle. So if you end up dead, that's on you. I don't know what he thought he was going to do other than if um, if you bring the gun and you decide to scare somebody who's in his car doing his job by pointing the gun at the guy, which he does by these pictures that I've seen, you have the right to kill him to save your own life. Now, it's important to note that the district attorney, the DA in Austin, is a Soros piece of garbage. He is. He's a guy that was um, that was allowed to bring charges against this guy that were that were completely ridiculous. His name is Jose Garza, the Travis County District Attorney. The charges he brought were ridiculous, and there has been commentary since that he might have hidden exculpatory evidence that was very important for the defense to have that he that allegedly didn't have. Now, over the weekend, I don't know if you noticed this over on the Twitters, but over the weekend, over the weekend, what they did was, well, all of us immediately started tweeting out to Governor Abbott and to Lieutenant Governor Patrick, this isn't okay. You got to pardon this guy. This guy defended his own life. You don't give in to the mob. You don't give in to a Soros attorney general. This guy Garza is a horrible human being. And I don't know him. Might be a family man, might be a good guy, might be a great bowler. I don't care. When it comes to him being a district attorney, you know that these Soros district attorneys like Bragg, like Joe Gonzalez in San Antonio, these people are not out for law and order. These people are not out to save lives. These people are not out to make a safer community. No, no, no. These people are out to let the criminals go through some sort of social justice and then to call everybody oppressed even if they're not. The guy walking around with the AK-47 was not being oppressed that night. But he pointed it at the wrong guy. And I will be as direct as I can. If you point your rifle at me, I'm going to shoot you as well. And I'm allowed to because you're now brandishing and threatening my life. So this is a ridiculous case. It's a ridiculous case. For me, for me, this guy Garza, and I'm showing, if you're watching it on the live video stream, I appreciate you. I'm showing this on purpose. This guy, this guy Garza does this to prove a point that people should not have the ability to carry guns to defend their own lives. That's the case he's making here. And it's right that we all raised our voices. It's right that we all said, hey, Governor Abbott, you've got to do something here. It's right 
that we said, this is not okay, we're not going to sit idly by. And I'm glad that Governor Abbott did respond by saying he's going to go to every end he can to get this guy a pardon. Now, normally, I don't know about all this whole pardon board crap in Texas. You know, I keep on thinking that Texas is free and liberated and better than other states. I'm not so sure. I'll be honest with you, I'm not so sure. Because in other states, the governor can just pardon you. In this state, you've got to go to a parole board and beg them to give you the ability to, to or the pardon board, whatever that is, you got to beg them to give you the ability as the chief executive of the state, the ability to, to pardon somebody. I've never heard of such a thing. And I've been here a long damn time. I've never heard of such a thing. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247. Definitely want to hear from you. This is one of those stories that really does just get into you and make you think, man, what are we talking about here? What are we watching happen here? How is there a pardon board? How is, how is there a board of people that can give you the right to be pardoned? I mean, it just doesn't make sense. It's absolutely nuts to me that the governor, the chief executive that we all voted in can't say, I grant you a pardon. I commute your sentence. Really? You got to be kidding me. It's not okay. It's really not. And again, don't don't misunderstand. The blue movement, which is a socialist movement, which is a we don't want the Constitution anymore movement, which is an anti-freedom and liberty movement, that movement, even as we speak, that movement is happening through Texas, the reddest of the red states. And if they get Texas, it's over. Let, let me reiterate for you. Houston, Dallas, Austin, San Antonio, El Paso, all stark raving mad blue. Think, think about it. If the biggest cities are blue, just like the, listen, in New York, New York is a red state, except they got New York City with 8 million blue people. And California, geographically, a lot of it is red. And then, of course, you've got Los Angeles and, and you know San Francisco and so on, where they've got huge numbers of people that control the entire state. Washington State is a red state, except you've got Seattle and other nutjobs that make it a blue state because they control everything. You have to be very careful. It was very interesting to me that so many people complain about Minneapolis, so many people complain about Portland, so many people complain about Seattle, so many people complain about Houston, Dallas. Yet they keep moving away from those cities. Don't move out of the city and let the blue take hold. It's legitimately crazy to me. It's absolutely crazy to me. And, 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 and it makes my brain hurt. And nobody likes when my brain hurts. Nobody. Trust me when I say, you don't want my brain to hurt. All right, there's a lot that we want to get to. Uh, don't have chocolate voice right now. Don't have polo right now. We do have Sam. Bam, bam, making it happen. Um, right now, inside baseball, for those of you who are watching me on the on this video stream, this is a radio state. This is a radio show that normally is on 170 radio stations, nationally syndicated across the country. Five to six million listeners. Keep it right here. All right, we're talking about this case out of Austin, where this uh, he was active arm active military at the time. He was driving Uber to make some to make ends meet, make some money for his family. And he shoots and kills a guy who shows up with an AK-47 to a BLM riot. 
You're going to hear CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, NBC, all the mainstream media outlets calling it a BLM protest. It wasn't. A protest by definition, one that's legal here in the United States of America, a protest is when you peaceably do so. You call out some wrongdoing that you think happened. You bring government out. You call them out. You bring redress. You can bring those grievances and do that legally in this country. It is not legal, not without a permit, to shut down streets. It's not legal to block the right-of-way of cars. It's not legal to stop people from traveling freely, as is their right in this country. Nothing, nothing whatsoever legal about shutting down roads. Nothing whatsoever legal about punching a car and rocking a car and burning things down and flipping things over. Nothing legal about having your AK-47 and your rifle, whatever it is, and point it at somebody and not expect to get some fire back. That's not legal. If you thought it was, it's not. So at the end of the day, what do you have? Here's what you have. You've got a guy who was under assault. Clearly, his car was surrounded. He was not able to leave, and then one guy raises a rifle at him. And the guy in the car, Daniel Perry, decided, my life is in jeopardy. I'm not going to die tonight. And he shoots and kills the guy. He somehow got convicted. When, by the way, when it happened, there was no indication that he would even be charged. But this Soros-based DA in in Travis County, which is where Austin is, decided we're going to charge him, whether you like it or not. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. We also have a bunch of sound bites from KJP today. We've got Joe Biden. I don't know if you saw this uh, Instagram reel that I did, and I hope you'll go check it out. Go to Instagram.com and put in Joe Talk Show. Instagram.com, J-O-E-T-A-L-K-S-H-O-W. Go there and make that happen. And you'll see the reels that I did. One reel is on going to digital currency, which is what I really believe this country and this globe is trying to do to us. That's the first thing. Second thing, make sure that you check out the uh, the reel right before that. It's Joe Biden, I guess, this morning. Al Roker asks him if he's going to run for president again. Can you break some news here with us? In fact, I'll show it to you here if, if I can get, get this up on this computer. I think I can. I, I want to give you this because it's going to make your face hurt. Joe Biden was asked by Al Roker if he's running for president again. And the answer just doesn't make any sense to anybody, period. Refresh that. Let me start this again. Roker asks the resident of the White House if he plans on running for re-election. Are you saying that uh, you would be uh, taking part in uh, our upcoming election in 2024? Well, I'll either be rolling an egg or you know, being the, the, you know, the guy who's pushing them out. Come on, help a, bro- help a brother out. Make no, some news no, for no, me. No, no, no. Well, I, I plan on running out, but we're not prepared to announce it yet. All right. Well. I, I, don't, I don't know what that means. Go to Instagram if you want to see that for yourself. Are you planning to run again? Come on, break some news here. Decide I can roll some eggs and got the guy dropping and pulling them out or putting them back in or, or dropping. What? I don't know what he said. I'll be honest with you. I don't know what he just said. And then there's Dr. Jill Biden standing right next to him laughing. 
I don't get it. I don't know what we're doing. And I don't know why we're doing it. But there it is. If you want to see that, I, I urge you to go Instagram.com, click on Joe Talk Show, or put in J-O-E-T-A-L-K-S-H-O-W. Make sure you're following the page. Got a lot of people. We've gained 120,000 in like three or four months. So I urge you to go there and go just look at the reels I posted today. One is about digital currency. The other one, uh, the other one is about Joe Biden saying something about rolling eggs. And I listen, I understand it was an Easter egg roll today. I get that. But rolling eggs, dropping them out, pulling them back in. I don't know what he's saying. Yet, 81 million votes. I'm supposed to believe that this guy got 81 million votes. I just don't get it. I truly don't. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. I'm going to take a quick break here, get an update, because we're starting to hear me back from the station, so we may be getting closer. We'll see. Do not touch that dial. Stay right here. What's happening, people? It is the Motown Monday edition of the Joe Pags Show. What we're talking about, what we're breaking down, and uh, do me a favor. Give me your thoughts on this on the live video stream. If I see a comment that I like, I might actually read it on the air. So um, do at Joe Pags, at J-O-E-P-A-G-S. And it'll highlight it for me. Your thoughts on the idea of even charging this guy, who we know was um, was confronted by a bad guy with a gun. What are your thoughts on even charging the guy? Military veteran at the time, driving Uber to make some extra bucks, has does not have the BLM schedule on hand. You know who who goes around saying, "Oh, well, BLM's going to be there tonight. Let's not go to that neighborhood." He's just driving through to make sure that he can make ends meet for his family. For me, this guy should never have even been charged. Should not have been. It's ridiculous that he was. And then add to that the fact that not only is he charged, he's found guilty, and now there are some complaints. I don't have these in front of me. That is exculpatory evidence, which is important evidence that everybody should get, both sides, was left out. And this is from somebody who was saying, I wanted to present this, but was told not to. If that's the case, there's a problem. Thor says, I thought 100 pages of exculpatory evidence was excluded. I don't know if it's 100 pages or not, but we know that there's a complaint that exculpatory evidence was not included and should have been. That's important. It's, it's not dissimilar from the evidence that was not released about, um, about the, the QAnon shaman on January 6th. You've got real evidence that was suppressed because it showed that he did nothing wrong. Real evidence that showed, what was his name, uh, Chomley, something like that? The QAnon shaman, the guy with the horns, walking through January 6th, he's being escorted by police officers. Police officers are opening the chamber doors for him. He's not doing anything, doesn't vandalize anything, doesn't wreck anything, doesn't ruin anything, doesn't bother anything, does nothing wrong, sentenced to four years in federal prison. He's been let out to a halfway house because that evidence did show up on Tucker Carlson's show. Think about that. I mean, that's that's really crazy. This guy shouldn't have been charged. I think the exculpatory evidence that allegedly has been left out would have shown that he should not have been charged. You're talking about Austin, Texas, which is a tech area. You know there had to be several video feeds, had to be several businesses that had a shot of the road that day. I've seen a picture where the guy does level the gun at the car. When that happens, you have the right to shoot and kill the person. They cannot point the gun. 
They can't even brandish it, to be honest with you. But at the end of the day, you got a guy who's now facing prison for life, for murder. And thankfully, and this does, listen, listen, I complain about social media. I complain about, about our digital lives a lot. Let me say this. Had it not been for Twitter, had it not been for the pressure of those of us on the internet, you might not have seen such swift action from the governor's office in Texas. I have high respect for Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, and I have high respect that he said, I'm doing everything I can to get this guy a pardon. For some reason, he's got to go through the pardon board, whatever that is. Did not know there was a pardon board. Had no clue. Now there is. And it, it blows my mind. The governor should have the executive right as the guy who is elected into that position to pardon anybody he wants. So this guy, Daniel Perry, should not be facing any jail time. I, and I'll, I'll, a little more inside baseball. And Sam, you can verify this. We've been trying to get the governor, lieutenant governor, or the attorney general of Texas on all day. They've all been in meetings all day about this. So that tells you how important this is, certainly to me, how important it is to the governor, to the lieutenant governor, to the attorney general in Texas to make sure that due process was, in fact, given to this guy. I don't think it was. I can make a very good argument that it wasn't. Evidence allegedly was not all released. The fact that he was charged at all, knowing that there is at least one picture I've seen of this guy leveling his gun at Daniel Perry before he gets shot. I I don't know why we're here. Other than Soros wants mayhem in the streets. Soros wants anarchy in the streets. Soros hates our system of freedom and liberty and a constitutional republic. He hates that, and he is spending millions and millions of dollars to change it. Don't let him. Don't let him. We have to stand firm, have to stand strong, and not let him do it. 888-941-PAGS. Those of you watching the stream, if you want to call in, that number is up and running, and it's working fine. 888-941-888-941-7247, 888-941-PAGS, or go to JoePags.com, J-O-E-P-A-G-S.com. Scroll down, click on contact, and you can send us an email directly to us. Keep it here.